Welcome everyone. We are so excited that you have joined us online today. We hope that you're nice and comfy sitting on your couch with a cup of hot cocoa in your hand. My name is Kenny and I'm the worship experience team leader here at Valley Real Life and this is my amazing wife, Krina. And again, we're just super excited that you're here today. In fact, what we want you to do specifically today is we want you to join us in the chat, okay? So if you've got this on your on your TV, on YouTube, or you've casted it from Facebook, just jump onto our website, vrl.church, click on watch live, and that's got a chat platform in it. And then also you can just jump on Facebook with your phone as you're watching it on YouTube. We want you to participate in the chat today, all right? So make sure you're doing that. And for those of you that say, oh, I hate when they say put it in the chat, just put it in the chat if you hate that. Just put it in the chat. So, and Krina, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about our life gardens. You know, here we are. It's the day after Christmas, and it always feels a bit kind of like you let the air out of a balloon. Mm. I feel like the anticipation and the excitement for Christmas is really built up to yesterday, but then poof, it's all gone. But New Year's, New Year's helps ease me back into the normal routines of life with all, without all of the extras of the holidays. New Year's is a time of reflection, but maybe most important, it's a time for us to look forward. There's a phrase in the business world that I think could be true for our personal lives. You are either growing or you're dying. And really what that kind of refers to is that our lives take intentionality and focus. Our marriages, our kids, our family, our friends, everything we do takes intentionality. And so today we wanna to spend some time focused on what we are referring to as your life garden. As we get started, we wanna hear from you guys. For all of our green thumb friends out there, throw a thumbs up emoji and then tell us what is your favorite thing to grow? And for all of our non-green thumbs out there, throw a thumbs down emoji because I am terrible at gardening. I'll tell you what, I wish I could grow is like some delicious jalapeno peppers, cut them up, put them in some salsa, maybe on a burger in the summer. That's what I wish I could grow. But if you're a green thumb, put that thumbs up emoji in the chat and tell us the favorite thing that you love to grow in the summer. To kick things off, we're gonna play a little bit of a game. We have a couple different topics here and we're each gonna randomly draw one. We will each have 15 seconds to name off as many items as we can that are related to the topic. Mm. What we want you to do is to throw in the chat, Kenny's gonna go first. How many do you think Kenny is gonna get right? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Kenny, your topic is Vegetables. Oh. How many vegetables can you name off in 15 seconds? Throw it in the chat. How many you think Kenny will get? We are going to get started. Ready, set, go. Okay, cucumbers, uh, squash, there's peas, carrots, uh, there's celery, there's uh, crook neck, crook, is that one? 15 oh. seconds. I Not think... 15 vegetables. I'm so sorry. Online, I feel like I let you down. I think I only got like six. Okay. Great job. Your turn, here okay. we go. What do we got, what do we got? I don't know, but throw it to the chat. How many do you think that I'm gonna get Okay, round? how many fruits is Karina gonna get Ooh. in 15 seconds? On your marks, get set, go. Okay, uh, we've got, I've got peas and carrots stuck in my head and those are not fruits. So we have strawberries, grapes, bananas, oranges. We have papaya, pineapple. We have, um, I don't know. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Okay, I we were pretty close on that one. I think we wow. were. Okay, man. and fruits obviously is a lot easier. So it is. I probably won. You you did. I probably won. Absolutely. So, okay. Well, Krina, 
Tell us what we're talking about today. Well, we're gonna start off in Galatians 6. I've always been a huge believer in you reap what you sow, but the idea isn't new by any means. And in fact, there are many scriptures referencing gardening, planting, reaping a harvest, along with other horticultural references. But Galatians 6, 9 starts at the beginning about saying, we reap what we sow, and whoever sows to please their flesh from their flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I'm definitely not one who enjoys or looks forward to spending time in the yard. And sometimes those Arizona landscapes really appeal to me. Just some rocks, some cactus, no maintenance. But this summer, I really began thinking more about my life and what seeds I was planting with my time, my money, my dreams, my relationships with others. And I began analyzing the importance of intentionality. Things don't just happen by accident. And in fact, often the best things in life take the most time and the most intentionality. I have on my phone, just kind of like everybody else, the, the notes app. And that is where I keep lists. I've got lists for everything. I think that my lists might have lists. But I started this list a couple years ago called My Life Goals. And anytime that I hear something or I think of something super awesome that I haven't done but I wanna do, it goes on the list. I've got some random things. I've got some serious things. I've got some funny things. Want to hear a little bit about my list? Yeah, please enlighten us with okay. a couple of these things on your list. Yeah. So one thing on my list in particular is I would really like to swim with sharks. Would you be joining me? Yeah, I'm probably out on that one. No, I'm gonna go alone. Jesus isn't done with me yet, so okay, I can't do that. Well, that's one thing on my list. I want to gift a car. Uh, if anybody out there has a connection to somebody who might own a tiger, I really want to pet a tiger. So if you could kind of maybe hook me up with that, that would be really great. But the truth about my lists and particularly this life goal list is that it is so much easier for me to put things on the list. And it is a lot harder for me to cross them off if I don't have the intentionality and the focus on it. Um, since at the beginning, you know, when we put the thumbs up and the thumbs down for the green thumb, I am a non-green thumb friend, so I was a thumbs down person. And so I go to the store to buy my flowers, but one of my favorite go-to flowers are orchids. Throw into the chat, what is your favorite go-to flower that you like to have around? Well, I think that orchids, that they're really pretty and, and I do buy them often, but they do have a very short shelf life. And yes, I am one of those that when all the flowers fall off, into the garbage it goes. Well, a year ago, I bought this orchid for a team member of mine that was having a work anniversary. And when I first bought it, all of these uh, were full of blooms. It was beautiful and it was a great gift. But sure enough, as orchids do, all of the flowers fell off and we were left with this. Well, my normal go-to would have been to throw it away. But my team member didn't throw it away and instead she kept the stems at the office and she watered it, she kept it by the window and she took care of it. It did not look pretty, but you will not believe that one year later, a whole year later, all of this stem was full of blooms again and it even grew more blooms than the first time I bought it from the store. And then fast forward three more weeks and all of the flowers fell back off and here we were, left with just the stems again. 
But I think that this orchid is kind of a representation of so much of our life cycles. We live in such a microwave culture. We expect and we want everything to happen now. Like when I first bought this orchid from the store and then when the blooms are gone, we just throw it out. But there are so many things in life that require an oven. They need time to grow and to deepen. Some of you have planted seeds decades ago and you tend to that portion of your life garden very tediously. Maybe it's a relationship you deeply wanna see restored or a dream that you've had buried in your heart. Maybe it's the life of a loved one that you pray would surrender their heart to Jesus. And you're just waiting to see the growth. They're waiting to see the blooms on here. I encourage you to continue sowing your seeds. Just like this orchid in the right season, you will see it fully bloom. And those same seeds that you've been planting will have life. As Galatians 6 reminds us, don't grow weary in doing good. Keep planting, keep sowing, and keep tending to your life garden because at the right time, you will reap a harvest. That's so good. I mean, I think of, yeah, like when we cook stuff on the Traeger, it takes like, you know, seven, eight hours, but it's definitely better than something, uh, you know, like a hot pocket in the microwave. Every so, time. Well, <clears throat> what I wanted to do was uh, to uh, talk about a passage in Matthew 13. And uh, this passage in Matthew 13 talks about uh, a parable of a sower. And uh, it, it first talks about how uh, this farmer was sowing seeds along a path and how these birds, they came and they stole the seeds. And when I think of these birds, I think immediately of the seagulls in Finding Nemo, right? Like the seagulls and they're all squawking, mine, 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 right? Yes. Like seagulls are scavengers. Like they're only looking out for their absolute best interest. It doesn't matter if their seagull friend hasn't eaten in a week, but they just devoured an entire Happy Meal from an innocent kid on the beach. If they see an opportunity, they're going to get what they want and they'll do it basically at any cost. I was actually just watching this video the other day, how this killer whale was baiting these seagulls with a fish in its mouth. I mean, this whale like had a fish in its mouth and these seagulls were flying around and sure enough, their seagull came in to try to get that fish out of its mouth and wow, the whale ate the seagull. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scary. But with all that being said, how are you protecting your seeds being sown into your life garden from the seagulls. How are you protecting them from the seagulls? You know, one of the seagulls in my life I definitely can and identify is a fear of failure. Like I love to be competitive. I'm a competitive achiever. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I like to succeed in everything that I do. I like to win. I like to be first. I like to be the best. And I don't like failing at something I start. And one of the things that uh, I continually try to plant in my life garden um, is I feel like God's gifted me with the, the ability to write songs and write songs for his church. But oftentimes uh, when I try to plant that seed of songwriting in my life garden, this seagull comes in and I can hear him squawking a mile away. And it's, he's saying, oh, this isn't going to be as good as what's out there. This isn't going to be, you know, what's good on the radio. You know, it's not going to sound as good as, as if you recorded in a professional studio. And that seagull just steals that seed right away. Okay, enough about seagulls. Let's talk about weeds, okay? Um, it also says that a farmer uh, sowed seeds along a path, but there was full of thorns and it choked out 
the 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 actual bloom. And so like when I think of weeds, nothing makes a flower bed, a garden, a backyard, a field, a beautifully landscaped backyard or a life garden look worse than weeds that seem to pop up everywhere. And it's amazing how much time and effort that you have to put in to grow your plants and to grow the grass and, and to grow these bushes and trees. And yet these weeds seem to thrive on just about anything and with one main goal of choking out your beautiful garden. And pulling weeds, I mean, it's a major pain in the hamstrings. Okay, so about a couple years ago, uh, we had a backyard that wasn't a backyard yet, and it was full of weeds and rocks, and we spent hours and hours and hours pulling weeds and picking up rocks, and the next morning, I got out of bed, and I about fell into the wall because my hamstrings lit up like a Christmas tree, and I'm pretty sure that I made a noise and squawked like a seagull. But if you don't weed, you will have a hard time seeing the beautiful things that are trying to grow. And those weeds will take over and choke out the things that you worked so hard to cultivate. So how do we keep these seagulls and these weeds out of our life gardens? Well, I'd recommend maybe a gallon of Roundup and a nice 12 gauge shotgun. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, we're talking about life gardens here. So plant your life garden in seeds uh, plant your life garden seeds in fertile soil. The passage in Matthew 13 goes on to say that if you plant seeds in fertile soil, they will reap a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times what was planted. See, fertile soil requires cultivating, removing weeds, removing the rocks, fertilizing it, watering it, and sunshine. And when you plant seeds into fertile soil, the seagulls don't even have the opportunity to steal them because these seeds are rooted in truth. The truth about what God says about you and they are planted by the Holy Spirit. They are protected, uh, they protected from the enemy's lies and fertilized by the word of the Lord. See, fertile soil is not distracted or choked out by weeds. It has been freed from the burdens of the weeds of the past and is no longer defined by the presence of the weeds, but by the freedom of the cultivated fertile soil, which is free to multiply. Cultivating this kind of fertile soil requires work. It requires work. But as the passage in Galatians says that Karina shared with us, don't grow weary of doing good. Don't grow weary of cultivating your fertile soil because at the right time, your soil will be ready to plant and the seeds in your life garden will reap a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times what you originally planted. It's not by your power, but it's by God's power working through you as the sower. And so, hey, we're about to start an amazing series called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's a five-week series. And uh, here's what I want you to do. If you said in the last couple of weeks that you are just, you're doing so good, but you're busy, I want you to put it in the chat. If you're guilty of saying you are busy in the last couple of weeks, in this last two weeks, it's probably some of the busiest season that we've ever experienced all year, right? But if you said it and you did it, you're guilty, put it in the chat, say you were busy. But one thing as we look at the life of Jesus and what he did and all that he accomplished, he was never in a hurry. And one thing about cultivating our life gardens is that it does not happen when you're in a hurry. And so we want you to take a look at this little teaser video for you to check out this new series. Take a look.
Well, for some of you, a life garden might be an entirely new concept. And as I referenced earlier, there are things in your life garden that are either growing or they're dying. So evaluate your garden and be intentional about what seeds you're planting and cultivating. As the year wraps up and a new one begins, take a moment to pause. Don't create New Year's resolutions, but instead pray about clarity about what your life garden could look like six months, one year, five, 10, 20 years from now and all the way until Jesus calls you home. Ask God to show you where your life garden needs some focus and some work. Maybe your next step is committing to your life group or committing to coming to this next sermon series. Maybe your next step is getting more involved in your community or your church by serving on a consistent basis. A super easy way for you to navigate these next steps is on our website, vrl.church slash next steps. We're gonna worship together now, and as we do, ask God to impress upon your heart what your next steps needs to be. Absolutely, I'm so excited for this new series. I've read the book already, but if you don't have the book, we are going to be selling them at church. It's five weeks, you definitely don't wanna miss it. If you felt hurried, come and experience how to ruthlessly eliminate hurry out of your life. Let's worship together.